if it is important to women, it's important to Wilds Worldwide. Hello, I'm Melissa Wilds with Wilds Worldwide, and I thank you in advance for your support of my podcast. Like Wilds Worldwide on Facebook, follow me on Instagram at Alyssa's Random Thoughts, and Twitter at Wilds Worldwide. We are on all major podcast platforms and broadcast on Facebook Live on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like, share, follow, and subscribe to Wilds Worldwide. And remember, if you still have a pulse, it's because you have a purpose. Find your purpose, walk in your purpose, live out your purpose every single day. See you or talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Welcome back, welcome to, or welcome back to Weekends with Wilds Worldwide. I truly appreciate all of your support, and yes, this is in fact a pop-up. No, I didn't tell you guys anything all week long. I have been all over the place, and if you've seen the pictures on my social media, you know that I have been all over the place doing all of the things. This is the month of me, and I have been doing pop-ups all over the world. Here we are with yet another pop-up. So I need for everybody to do what it is that you do. And I know for sure that you guys were not alerted that I would be going live. So I do understand if you are watching this on the replays, hashtag replay. If you are watching it on the back end, let that be your very first comment, hashtag replay. I appreciate everybody and all of your support and all that you've done in moving Alyssa South Jersey into wild world wide. It has definitely been a whole wave of just pleasure and angst and foolishness. But here we are. Good morning, Gerilyn. It has been absolutely wonderful experiencing this this experience with you guys. I appreciate you. So I need for you guys one more time to like, share, text, tag, get everybody up and on. Let them know that Weekends of Wilds Worldwide is back. I have a special, special, special guest this morning. He is, in fact, my first love, um, my baby love. The first person to call me mom, his name is Miles Sharif Henson, and he came up with this idea about, good morning, everybody, Angie, hey, Daisy. He came up with the idea of having a conversations about generations. Um, as you guys know, anybody that knows me for real knows that I live in a house where there are three different generations represented. And it is absolute insanity. It absolutely is. I am Generation X. My son is a millennial and my daughter is a Z. So there's a whole lot of times where I'm in my bag and I'm doing what it is I do and I'm saying what it is that I'm saying. And I could see one of them, hey, Dawn, hey, Sheena. Um, I could see one of them totally agreeing with them while the other one is cringing. There are times where they're both just like, ho, 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 good morning, Donnie. There are times when they're both with the, you know, we have this timeout symbol you know, the, the capital T when everybody is, is yelling, uh, you know, kind of like time out, like what is mom talking about? And then there are times where I completely and totally don't understand their thinking. I don't understand their purpose. I don't understand what it is that they're doing. And then I'll back up and recognize that a lot of who they are is because of me, because of how they were raised and, you know, the household that they were raised in. So we are going to have a, a conversation about the generations. And I do want you guys to join me tomorrow night as well, um, 8 p.m. Hey, meet, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Becoming, because this will be the show 
before my birthday because I have to go out of town. So there's a whole, whole, whole lot going on. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. So one more time, like, share, text, tag, get everybody up and on. Um, let them know that Weekends of Wilds Worldwide is back. If you are watching this on the replay, hashtag replay, let us know that you are coming in on the back end. And please know that I appreciate your support, whether it's on the front end or on the back end. And without further ado, I am welcoming my child, my baby love, the child that I had when I was two. We grew up together. Here's my dude, Miles Sharif Henson. Hello, love. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Miles on here politicking. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. So I introduced it and let everybody know that we needed to have a conversation. And this, the topic of this um, podcast today is this, and it's generational. I know for sure that millennials um, in particular catch a lot of flack from the whole world. You guys are the generation that everybody kind of looks out for. Everybody wants on their team, but everybody kind of just is sick of all at the same time. It's so funny because you guys are absolutely needed, but absolutely you drive us crazy. And the same vein. In the same vein, I know for sure that we've had conversations about my generation, my generation being the uh, generation that kind of sits high and looks low. We are extremely judgmental. We are resource hoarders. I know for sure I've experienced that in my own, you know, my own as well. I have been um, I have been blessed in the last few years um, with a core group of people that are absolutely amazing that has changed my that has largely changed my thinking about women about my generation because i've been able to collaborate with such a dope group of people that has kind of changed some things in my mind but i do still see some of the things that people say about my generation so without further ado let me ask you miles why did you feel that this conversation was important I feel that it's really important because I think all of our generations need to have these conversations and get to understand why each generation feels the way they feel or what makes them do the things that they do. Because I feel like there really is a disconnect between generations. And I feel like, you know, every one of our generations are stuck in their way of doing things. And I feel like if we all come together, and get to understand why each generation feels that way. We can all take a bit, a bit of information and advice from each other because we can all learn from each other. That is in fact true. I will say this, that I've had this conversation several times um, in recent years while I was working at my last employer. Um, I oftentimes felt like boomers have all of the connections, right? This is, this is my thinking. This is not scientific or none of that kind of stuff, but this is my thing. Um, boomers have all of the connections. They have deep connections. We have the experience and the expertise. Millennials have the drive. You guys will jump off the roof. And Zs are the extreme tech savvy of us all. So if you pull the resource, the expertise, the risk takers, and the savvy the tech savvy together, we could take over the goddamn world. There is absolutely nothing that we could not do as a full body. But what I'm finding is, is that the 
our generation is largely not even talked about, to be perfectly honest, because the boomers are talking about you guys. The boomers are talking about the millennials, and then they just know for sure that they need to have a Z by their side because of their tech savvy. You know, when 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 technology goes down, when the internet is acting a fool, when their devices are acting a fool, you definitely need to have a baby Z in your employ to fix things and get things back online immediately. We are largely squeezed out. We are a lot. <laughs> yes, we are X out. We are largely squeezed out. Like nobody is really checking for us. Who do you see? Who do you feel like has the largest disconnect, Miles? Um, I feel that. Um, I feel that Gen X and millennials have the biggest disconnect out of us. Mm -hmm. I feel like the baby boomers look at it more of um, we're paving the way for all the other generations, and you know the Gen X and millennials. We used to be very connected, but I feel like we've lost our way. Growing up as a kid, growing up as a kid, the Gen X were the people we looked up to. Y'all were, in our eyes, the OGs, the mentors, the people that gave us the truth, the raw truth. But it, a lot of times nowadays, like as you get older, sometimes like you can feel like, um, sometimes like with the millennials, we could feel like the Gen X could be against us because like sometimes all all advice isn't good advice and sometimes you know the advice that i've gotten from some people from generation x it didn't come from a place of love and support it came from a place of judgment and from where they were feeling emotionally not what was best for you in terms of giving you damn. advice damn Ooh. 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 I feel that in my sanctified spirit. I feel that in my sanctified spirit. Like, yo, did y'all hear that? Because it's largely X's on my screen right now. It is that, it is that what I've heard before, that sit high and look low. They feel that we are, um, our generation is a sit high, look low kind of thing. Um, and I do recognize what it is that you're talking about. It is that um, our inability a lot of times to identify, saying, um, you know, I've been there before. Uh, we really want to present ourselves as extremely refined, having always had it all together, rather than saying, you know, I understand your struggles right now. I was once there. Let me tell you about the time that I was there and I was able to dig myself out of that hole and rebirth myself. You know, we're kind of refined and, and we want to believe that this Gucci wearing um, Lexus truck driving person that we are today is who we've always been without any struggles, without any stumbles, without any alt, without any problems. And I do, in, in fact, see that. I do see that. I do see that. <laughs> I'm so sad about that because I know... And I, I always reference this, you guys. Let me just say this, right? Um, I had finally found after really trying to find myself in my, I think it was in my late 30s. I went on this quest to find myself and find my own truth and kind of undo all of my early teaching and find what was best for me. And in this quest, I was it was religious at the time. I was born and raised 
I was born and raised um, Baptist, right? I was born and raised Baptist. I was always in the Baptist church. Always in the Baptist church. And I went on this quest to find what was best for me. Um, and my kids know, Donnie, we're going to come back to that because that's good. Um, and in my quest, I can recall going to the Catholic church. I remember that because Jill, Jill was in the Catholic church, right? So Jill, our neighbor Jill had invited us to uh, Kayla's communion, right? Or something, right? It was something like that. And we went to the Catholic church. So I was like, okay, I'm going to begin this whole quest to find what it is that's best for me, right? So I remember going to the Catholic church and I was like, oh, that's too much up and down and up and down and up and down. My knees ain't going to survive that. That's too short. It's, that's just not for me. That's that's not it. That one's not it for sure. Like, let's cross that off. And then I remember going to um, different versions of black church, like the AME church, you know, the um, apostolic uh, holiness, all of those different things. Right. Presbyterian. I did all of those different things. And I finally found uh Kane Avenue Baptist so I ended right on back up Baptist we got to Kane Avenue Baptist right and I remember mommy saying listen I found a church I've, I've I've met a pastor that I think is perfect for you like he's so charismatic he's best for you right so we end up and this is at the end of Miles's high school career we end up um worshiping at Kane Avenue Baptist Church under the um leadership of Reverend Dr. Britt Stargell right and rest and in peace Dr. Stargell rest in peace Rest in peace. And I'm telling you that if Pastor Stargell had never passed, I would have never left that church. He was just that person to me. Like he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. And he lived that life. A lot of times now I'm finding pastors are talking one thing and doing a totally different thing. And it's not just pastors. It's a whole lot of people are living completely opposite than the message that they're giving us out in the public. He was absolutely amazing. But one thing that he did, in fact, teach me, and he talked about one, this is one sermon that I reference a lot. He said, in order for us to save our communities, a generation is going to have to sacrifice itself. He said, but what I do know is that it's not going to be my generation. His generation is, in fact, my generation. He was about three or four years older than me. He passed in 2015. But his generation was my generation. And he said, it's not going to be my generation. We are a generation of status stalking, status stalkers, um, resource hoarders. He said, we are, um, we are not. We are the, the generation that kind of just lost our way. And it was crazy that somebody else had said that and verbalized that because there's a lot of things that I feel that I just won't go public and saying. And, and you know, me and my, my diva didn't definitely have these conversations about behind the scenes. And I've oftentimes felt that. I've oftentimes felt exactly what it is that um, Reverend Dr. Britt Stargell had said. So then, fast forward, knowing what had been said, there we then land on the pandemic, right? And I've, I've been honest and open with you guys about this as well. The pandemic led my family unit into a very different space. Um, at the time when the pandemic hit, Troy was in college at Montclair State. She was living on campus. She was living her own life. Miles and I were at home. Troy, um, Troy came home for spring break and was never. She never returned back to uh, an indoor kind of situation in college. 
so she she came home and then wound up staying home she lost all of her liberties you know she was not able to move around as freely but nobody was at the time because we had a curfew all of those different things it thrust us into a space of extreme healing that we didn't know that we needed and in that space of extreme healing i will say that it took us to all different kinds of spaces it took us to an all let it all fall apart so we can all build it back up so this is why this conversation is so extremely important to us because i don't know if anybody else has gone through the things that we've gone through and our our familial situation but because i am open open and honest and extremely transparent i will say that it has not always been easy and it has been a lot harder i have to say um being a parent of young adults so in this time in this time of healing when, when it all started to fall apart we recognized that our communication our dealing with one another was so drastically different and so far off that we were never going to come to an understanding on a lot of things the love language the five love languages that'll take you back to that space understanding how people communicate understanding how people show their love understanding how people need to be shown love became extremely important in that process i know that my son took me to task my son really honestly took me to task because i am in that generation where it is to sit high and look low i am also in a generation as you guys know because you sit here with me every week you know we are lecturers you know, we like deep, uh, deep, intimate, um, thought-provoking conversation. But what I did learn was that in, that in the midst of all of that, and I learned from dropping my daughter off at college, that her generation, they have, um, good morning, Troy Simone. They have a very, very, very short attention morning, span. Sis. About 4.5, um, about 4.5 seconds is how how they hold information that's generations they talked about how we need to talk to them in bullet points you can't talk to them in large paragraphs they need to be talked to in bullet points they need to see the separation of it all because they're not going to all of that information is just too overwhelming for them and they will because information is some, coming so quickly that's just not how they think that's just not how they deal they are multitaskers so although they may be looking down in their phone or doing something at the time um they can verbatim tell you back what it is that you've said so don't think that because they're looking away because they're uh distracted they're not paying attention to you so i tested everything that they said at the same time i needed to then understand how my son thought and that's just being honest because i knew for sure that there was in fact a disconnect <laughs> she said exactly and and for me me it, it really works out it works out a, a whole lot better for you to talk to me in bullet points because then i can separate and see what exactly is really important to you by your opening by your opening i can tell what exactly is important and from your opening i could tell whether or not i even want to delve into your bullet points and that's just being honest so i really needed to take some time to get to know miles's thinking because how the hell are we so far off? How do we get to this space of just complete disregard for one another? How do we get to this space of just totally not understanding one another? The deep work 
brought us to a space of healing. Is it all? Are we all healed? Absolutely not. But is it is, in fact, a work in progress. It is. It is. Because I do recognize that there are a whole lot of times that I'm in lecture mode and people just really need to be understood. Yeah. Our parents used to lecture us. We come from a generation of children are to be seen and not heard. What goes on in my house stays in my house. You know, the OG is is the 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 alpha and the omega. You know, it's it's just a whole lot. And then we gave our children a voice. We gave our children a voice. And tell me, what what was it like growing up in a household, Miles, with this? When did the disconnect happen? You know, where, where you felt like where you felt like the disconnect began to happen. Like when was it? Was it as an adult? Did it start to sever like in high school? What happened? Sharif, are you there? Totally that there was a here. Can you hear me? I can hear you downstairs, but I can't hear you on screen. Oh no! Because I can, I can, hear you I can see you. Okay, you, you still hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that there's necessarily like a disconnect between me and you. I mean, nobody's gonna agree all the time on everything, but I, when I speak on the disconnect between Gen X and um and millennials, I just speak in general. And mm-hmm. I feel like as time has gone by, the disconnect has gotten more and more, like as the millennials start to get older and start to like start thinking mm-hmm. a little bit different. And um, just to piggyback off what Miss what Miss Donine said, um, when she was saying the millennials are kind of like the, um, like the privileged ones, I was like, I don't feel that we were the privileged ones. I feel like we got a bit of everything. You know, because we're around Generation Z where they're more tech savvy. We we were in the technology era. We were in the eras before that, you know, where we got to see everything that y'all showed us. We got we were around all the OGs. So we got all the advice and all the support we needed from the baby boomers and the Gen X. We've seen a bit of everything. It's just um, it's just now because of all the other things that we got. It looks like we had it easier than the generations before us, but we've got we've had to deal with a lot of everything. And, you know, me coming up in high school, I came up, you know, during the Facebook MySpace era where, you know, social media and all that stuff started to really take over and became an everyday part of life. And then going to college, I seen it, but I also seen all the events before that. So I got to see everything. But in terms of millennials and Gen X, it feels like at times when it comes to the Gen X, when you listen to some of them talk, it's just always back in my day, how we used to do things or how we used to like, and it's just like, well, you know, unfortunately for us, like, you know, we're in a different time period. So while we definitely take heed to everything you're telling us, the times are different. So, we, you know, a lot of things that we, we have to respond to things different from how you were able to respond to them. And we're in a more and we're in a time period where where things are a lot more sensitive 
than they used to be. Mm -hmm. So you have to be more mindful of how you respond to things and how you, how you say things now, because now you're, you know, we're in the social media era where you have to really be careful and where we're in the cancel era. Now that's the best way to describe it, where you have to really be mindful of everything that's going on. So like, it's different. It's different now compared to when it, you know, when we were kids, you know, so it's like we had to react different, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the advice and everything that, um, the advice that you guys have given us, we didn't take notes to it. It's just that we were able to take it and use it in our own way. But sometimes that could be taken as, do you guys even listen to us? And really we do, of course we do. But there's some people in in the generation X that don't give advice from a good from a good hearted place. It's always from a negative place of judgment and looking down on our time period. I see that. I will say that, and I'm going to leave up what um, Meek said. Meek, Kat, and um, Danine are throwing out some really, really, really good stuff that I'm going to touch on, and I want us to talk about Miles. Um, but I have to say that I have really noticed my generation especially the males the men and my generation struggle with millennial men so extremely terribly there are about three men on my on my timeline and they all graduated with me as as crazy as it is who every single thing about y'all kind of just drives them crazy from y'all clothes to y'all verbiage to the sexuality to the music, everything is just like, you know, these N-words are just fools. Why are they dressed like this? Why are they doing this? Or whatever the case. What I would like, though, and I left up here because it's a lot of stuff that we really need to touch on that they, because Kat and Meek and Danine are really just giving it to us. And I want to discuss some of this stuff, Miles, but we honestly do. We, we unfortunately, we, we Gen X really struggle with accepting millennials. And it's so crazy that we do because we gave birth to them largely, right? We gave birth to millennials. Mm -hmm. We gave birth to them. We raised them. We reared them. We loved them. And we taught them to be strong. Now, let, let me just double back. We raised them in our brokenness. So a lot of our millennial children were raised by trial and error, baptized by fire, Right? Because we were broken. We were broken from the generations ahead of us. We were broken because of life. We were broken because of relationships. We were broken. We bled our brokenness on them and we took them up underneath our wings. We did the very best that we could. But a lot of a lot of our brokenness was bled all over our millennial children. Our millennial children were actually raised in the era of all of the beginning of everything. So they saw the extreme. Now, listen to me, y'all, because they were able to see the extreme disdain. They saw the extreme struggle. They saw us when we absolutely had nothing, right? We raised them as we were raising ourselves still. Let's just be honest. Let's have a real conversation, y'all. We raised them as we were raised. We were still growing up. They saw the struggle. They saw the fight. They saw all of the things. They also saw us plug the um, the the cord into the wall to turn on the internet, the AOL with the you know super loud too. Super loud. The dial. You got mail. Call your phone and knock down your download. So they were able to see that, but they were also able to do the MySpace. They saw the extreme. The the first lap to our first table. 
desktop computer with the extreme fat in the back. They they were raised with all of those things. They were raised being shifted to a bunch of people, bunch of different houses while we got our degrees. They were raised while we were trying to figure it all out. They were raised during all of these times. So there's a whole lot that they've dealt with, but we don't want to give them credit for having dealt with anything. We don't want to give them credit for having dealt with anything. All we want to do is talk about where they are at present, saying that they are entitled and they are whatever or whatever the case, right? But we never talk about all that they endured in the beginning while we were trying to figure out ourselves and we were trying to raise them as we figured out ourselves. And that's just being honest. That's just that. That's just my raw honesty, really. That's just my raw honesty. I'm just going to be honest because I know for sure that a lot of people on my who support me, that is in fact our story. We had our children young, as young adults. Some of us had them even younger than being an adult. Me, um, in particular, we had these children. We were still trying to figure out life. We were trying to survive while trying to keep them protected. Um, so they were kind of shifted. A lot of things were happening. And now we want to act as if they are just extreme. You know, they're like they've never encountered everything, that they're totally privileged and that they're whatever. And I don't know why there's no real grace given to them. And the other part is we meet when you say that we struggle with them. What what I also think about is. Is how. I know people struggle with their free their freedom, how free they are to be themselves. We walked in a straight line. We kind of, whether or not we want to admit it, our mother and our fathers and our forefathers, they just, they shaped who we were for a very long time. And millennials say, fuck it and fuck you. They really do. They are very comfortable in being who they are. They are not interested largely in nine to five jobs. They are very great entrepreneurs and they will leap when things are not going their way, when they don't like it, when it doesn't work for them, they will leap. And they are really hardcore because I will think of, I will think of Molly, Donnie's son. I will think of Muffy, Meek's daughter, who really are creating life on their terms. Like my daughter is very important to me and I'm going to take this time off, you know, to be with my child. And I'm going to take this time off because I'm going to vacation. We largely gave away our lives for work. We did a whole lot of things for love. We did a whole lot of things that they just aren't, they're just not, it, it doesn't put them in a box. If I'm saying it properly, I'm hoping you guys are following what I'm saying. Their freedom really just blows a lot of our minds. They're, they're, them just not caring about what people feel. We were really big on public perception. We are, we were, we, we still are to be perfectly honest as a body where they just honestly don't care. Like this works for me and I don't give a flying rest ask what you think about, you know? So I think that that too, and they are, <laughs> Millennials will drive you crazy. Don't get me wrong. There are some millennials that, you know, that I've worked with that are just like, oh, it's just not my way. You know, that constant complaining is just like, you know, suck it up. It's the workplace. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Like we don't have time, you know, for all of this kicking and complaining. But I know for sure that we largely have we we've. Yeah. Yeah. All of this. Just all of this, Miles. Just read all of this. Yes, 
I love that about them too, because they honestly, millennials, millennials ain't having it. They're not having it. And do we resent them, y'all? Gen X, do we resent them for being the people that we meant to be, that we wanted to be? Some do. Some do. I feel like some do. And um, um, we, we've talked about this on many occasions. Like, I, I know... I know the stigma that millennials get. We're the popcorn era. We want everything to heat up right away. We want everything to be done how we want it to be done. And if it's not, that's not how it's going to be done. Um, the reason why we feel that way is because, you know, the generations before us were taught get a nine to five, graduate, get out the hood, get your family out, you know, be a doctor, be a teacher. We need black teachers. We need black this, we need black that. But the problem is a lot of people from what I've found from the generations before me, they did those things. And now to this day, they're not happy because deep down they realized that wasn't what they wanted to do. With the mentality of the millennials, we would rather fail doing what we want to do than fail than succeed not doing what something. you want me to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Damn. well, I, well wait a minute, Miles. let me say this. Let me let me repeat what he said. I would rather fail doing what I want to do than to be successful doing what you want me to do. Damn. And for us and Miles, I'm gonna let you get right back on track, because for us, it was the complete opposite. It was the complete opposite we would rather just go ahead on not i don't want to hear my mom's mouth i'm just going to walk this path that my mom's paved and resent it and resent her the whole goddamn way but she's the elder she spoke it this is what and i wish suge was on here i wish your cousin sugar was on here because this is a conversation that suge and i have had a million times over meek brought up tynesha and Danine, we had we didn't have the freedom to. So we gave it to them, but then we frown upon their freedom. Ain't that some shit? Mm. What in the world? Pension and purpose is what we were we were taught. Pension and purpose. Now, Danine, tell me what the other thing is. Tell me what the other thing, because me and Danine have just had this conversation about pension and purpose versus. What is the other one, Donnie? I would rather fail doing what I want to do rather than be success be successful in what you want me to do. Damn it. And that, Miles, I'm going to tell you this, that a tear could really fall down my eye, down the side of my face, because that's it. That is in that, that is in fact it, y'all. In my household, that is it. That is it. I had to apologize to my son for pouring out my vision and kind of pushing my vision for his life rather than asking him what he wanted for his own. This I is a conversation like... that we had to have. Go ahead, Miles. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. I, don't I want feel you like to... I feel like in terms of um in terms of what we're talking about. I feel like when you look at the Generation X, I know they probably have a lot of resentment towards the baby boomers because they went with the path that their parents wanted for them, that their aunts and uncles, that their family wanted for them, rather than what they wanted to do. And then 20, 
25, 30 years went down the line, they sat there and asked themselves while they're 60 and 65 years old, did I really live the life that I wanted to live or did I do the life that they set for me? And that's what we're fear. And that's what, and that's what we're fear. We're in fear of as the millennials, because like, we don't, we don't not listen to what, to what you're saying. You know, of course we listen. Of course we listen. And you know me, I'm an old soul. I always listen to what, always listen to what my, what my aunts, uncles, what you tell me, what my dad has told me, my grandparents have told me. I'm never too good to listen. I'm never too good to take good advice. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do it exactly the way, you know, that you, you gave, that you gave it to me advice wise. I could still take bits and pieces of what you took, what you gave to me and apply it in my own way. And I think that's what millennials do. And that drives, and it drives people crazy because like we have a different approach to it where it's kind of like, you know, we don't want to be patient because like we seen, because we seen what y'all had to go through for what y'all have. And a lot of y'all are still, you know, not, you know, happy with how things turned out because you wanted something different. So we wanted to be like, you know, we want it now. Like we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to wait. You know, we, we want to get it while we're young. We want to get it while we still have fresh legs, while our legs and our bodies still fresh, while our minds are still fresh. Because, you know, it's nothing wrong with it, with happening, you know, a little bit later. Because at the end of the day, like when you look at some of the greats like Tyler Perry, he didn't figure it out until his 30s and 40s. And Steve Harvey didn't figure it out to his to his 40s. You know, Denzel didn't get his first big acting role to his mid 30s. You know, so it's like, it's all about just honestly when you get the opportunity, what you like, what you do with it. But like with us, the millennials, we have that mindset. Like we learn, we learned a lot from the generations before us. Now we want to take it. Now we want to take it to the next level, and it's we get impatient with ourselves. And y'all don't have to criticize us because as millennials, we are our own worst critics. I criticize myself every single day, you know, for you know where I'm at and where I can be. So, you know, but the problem is where the disconnect comes in is that a lot of the Gen X and the baby boomers have that whole I'm talking at you and not to you approach. You know, it's like it's like a it's like a um how do I how do I put it? The best way to the best way to put it is that's you know, it is really bothering, it's really triggering when when it's like um when you hear millennials are stubborn because stubbornness can come from generation X and, and baby boomers as well. Generation Z stubbornness is something that can, that can go on in the mind of anyone. And, you know, because there's, there's stubbornness on the part of the generations before me, not, you know, being willing to open up to the newer days of how things go. And I hear it all the time. You know, you hear, you hear some of the OGs, they always, they always talk great about Michael Jordan, but hate LeBron James. They always talk great about the Wu-Tang Clan, but talk bad about Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole or Drake. You know, you can love what you do. You can love your time period and still give flowers to the people after you. You know, I I love my, I love the, my, my time period. I love the millennials, but I'm still an old soul at heart. I love, I love, I love the generation X. I love the baby boomers. I learned a lot from both generations. I still, and I still take a lot from them. You and you know me. I'm, I'm a combination of Nas, Roy Ayers, and, and um, 
And sometimes if you catch me on a good day, you might, you might hear might hear a little bit of Twenty One Savage. But I know how to I know how to alter do both do all three of those. So I learned like the millennials. We learned a lot, and we had to go through many different eras. We went through dozens of decades, dozens of eras that we seen technology change. We seen dressing change, and like and just to piggyback a little bit off of what you know, you were talking about with like some of the um, older men, like, you know, in the, in the generation X, they talk down on the way we dress, but it's pretty similar to a lot of how people used to dress back then. Tight mm-hmm. clothes and, and short shorts used to be worn back in the eighties. Will Smith used to wear those, wear those shorts when he was the fresh prince and people thought that was a fashion statement. So why is it weird and metrosexual or strange or all of those things for us? We're doing the same things that have been doing, stonewashed jeans and all those tie-dye colors and all that stuff. That's been happening. The Say by the Bell days, the days before that. Like, history always repeats itself. It's just now that we wear, it's just considered weird. And I think that's unfair sometimes. Well, Miles, you done dropped all kinds of damn nuggets. You just lit us to pieces, didn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there is a lot to be learned. I think that there is a lot to be gained. Um, And we didn't even really hardcore touch on um, (laughs) God, nephew. I know Miles didn't lift that ish up. Hi, God, nephew. I mean, God, cousin. God, um, (laughs) God, auntie. I'm, 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 I'm out of <laughs> that's my sister that's my y'all sister auntie. so she's your y'all guy auntie. Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so how do we bridge the divide miles how do you feel that we bridge the divide what 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 needs to happen i feel like more talks like this need to happen um because at the there are we have like I'm not saying that millennials are perfect. We have our flaws just like anyone else. And I'll never stop taking the advice of the generations before me because you've given me a lot of great advice that I've taken with me for the rest of my life. I learned a lot from Bebe. I learned a lot from you. I learned a lot from all of my aunts and uncles, the drive, all the all the lessons that you taught me, everything that you told me that you went through. I take that, I keep that dearest to heart because at the end of the day, we've all had our struggles in each time period. I just think we need to stop minimizing each other's struggles. We can't minimize the Generation Z struggles because, yeah, they might have the technology, but they're going through the mental health era where everything is televised, everything is this, everything is out there where they have no privacy, they have no peace. So everything you do is out there. You get into a fight and you lose the fight. It's all over Facebook. You 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 come outside and you're not wearing a certain thing. It's all over. Th- you're wearing certain things. You're all over TikTok. You're all over Snapchat for everybody to laugh at. So Generation Z, they came up in some of the toughest times. Millennials, we came up in tough times, but we got to see a bit of everything. We seen these times, but we also came across like the OGs that gave us the way that showed us the light. You know, so we got we got the knowledge. We got the positives, we got the negatives, we seen everything. It's just because we seen we had those influences before us that it seems like it was easier for us than everybody, but it really wasn't because we got to see everything. 
And for the Gen X and the baby boomers, I don't ever take lightly on what y'all went through because y'all came up in a time where, the, you know, where the resources weren't as high, you know, as, you know, as high as they are now. And y'all got it out the mud as the, the proverbial mud, as they like to say, y'all, y'all didn't have um, Facebook to reach out to your family. You didn't have, you know, all the social media networks, IG and Snap and TikTok and all those things, y'all. You know, barely like a lot of people didn't have phones back then. So you had to really go out and get yourself out there on your own. So I always take that as motivation, knowing that like I always ask myself, like, do I really have it as bad as I think I do? Because I took I took notes to all of the things like, for example, um, um, rest in peace to Bill Russell. Like he came up in a time period where he was playing ball where they didn't accept blacks. So, like all, I know for a fact that I can learn something from Troy's generation. I learned a lot from Troy and her friends because they had that whole. They really like people think millennials have that whole. We're going to do what we want mentality. You know, like when you look at Gen Z, like they, they have that mentality where I won't be stopped. I don't care how how different we look to y'all. We love it. And whenever I see Troy and her friends or people in her age group, I think it's super dope that they have that whole mentality where it's like, this is what I want. This is what I want. And this is what I'm going for. So it's inspiring to me. It's inspiring to me seeing everything that y'all went through before us to get here and in the um, foundation that y'all laid out for us to continue to keep moving forward. So I want people, I always want the Generation X and the baby boomers to know that we see everything that y'all did for us. And we, we know, we know, we know, you know, none of this is possible without y'all. You know, none of this is possible because we all played a part in it. But just allow, but allow, our generations after y'all to keep, to keep, you know, moving forward and doing things a certain way. It doesn't mean we're going to always agree, but it doesn't necessarily mean that our ideas are bad either. Mm. Well, Sharif, well, Sharif, isn't that something? This is so, it is good, Kat. And Andre, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. That is my nephew that I'm never going to let go of. My nephew-in-law that I'm never going to let go of. I'm just going to go ahead and say That's my homeboy. That's my boy. I appreciate you for being here today. I'm going to say, this is a quote that I've quoted before, talking about Troy. Um, Troy and I had a conversation during this pandemic period. I feel that Gen X has a problem with letting go. We want the youngins to do things our way. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, yes, Meek. They definitely, yeah. This, this is to be pinned. Um, yeah. We have a problem with letting go. We have a problem with losing control. We have a problem with, yeah. Because, and you know what I believe that it is a lot, Meek? is the fact that we did it our parents' way. You know, a little rebellious and 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 we did it we did it their way 
and angry about it. We did it their way, but we were angry about it. We we it was begrudgingly. We did it begrudgingly and we did it. And now I will say, and this is largely what I talk about in this whole becoming series. And this is what Miles was talking about. Like we don't we don't want to do it that way. We don't want to spend 20, 30 years and then we have to be becoming, you know, like unlearning and unbecoming and trying to figure out who we we're supposed to be. They are really largely doing it their way. Let me say this, this quote of um from Troy. In this period during the pandemic, we were going we were going through a lot because we were stuck in the house. It was already a lot going on. And and my small little family of three leading up to the pandemic. So once we um, and I will say my son was really starting to get his footing just as the millennial. I mean, as the uh, pandemic started and it knocked him back down, which knocked us all back down with him. And we were just struggling as a unit. And I can recall. Um, when we were home, you know, when the, the, the pandemic first started and we were all sent home for two weeks, I can recall having a conversation with my daughter, who is a Z. Troy, Troy is a bona fide Z. And she said, she said, um, just listening to stories, it was just one of those tearful kind of moments where nobody was quite sure what was happening with us, what we were going to go through, what is going on, you know, jobs, everything was just uncertain at the time. And I remember just sitting and having a conversation with my kids and exercise became our way of just trying to get through this thing. Right. So it was one of those mornings after we had exercised, we were sitting around, we were just chit-chatting or whatever. And I can recall Troy, after I told the story, she said, your struggle is admirable, but your life is not desirable. She told me that she said that my struggle was admirable and she appreciated me just pushing through because in my push through came her and my push through came the life that they were able to live. And my push through came, you know, just a lot that they were able to experience. Yes. Yes. Y'all it is admirable, but it is not desirable. It is not. And she said, I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want it. I don't want to constantly have to do those things. And in the moment, it was kind of like, whoa, did she say that shit to me? And then I had to recognize what she had experienced, y'all. What she had experienced being my child. She experienced divorce and she experienced the comeback, you know, and I, and I am the queen of the begin again. And I, I, I will say that I will say that as at like a badge of honor, like, yes, I was able to start over. And it is a great thing. I, I, I ain't complaining about my struggles or, you know, my ability just to rebirth myself. But think about what a child has to go through watching every single thing because Troy was born. Troy was born in a time when degrees were sought and now we're beginning to live. So by the time she was really clicked in and clued in, you know, we were already good. You know, I bought my first house when she was in kindergarten. So Troy always had. Troy was Troy grew up with stuff. Miles grew up with mommy and me. So Miles was my baby love that I had at 19. So Miles was there struggling through college. Miles was at the college graduations and a master's graduation. So Miles saw nothing, absolutely nothing. And Miles saw us make it. Miles went to college with all of the things. And Miles saw me lose all that shit again. So can you imagine a child? Because Troy, Miles saw the nothing, the come up, the nothing, and the come up. 
Troy saw the come up. Troy was like, we got it. You know, like, and Troy said that on Twitter one time. I'm sorry if y'all had struggles. I ain't had it. Nope, my dad didn't live in the house, but I had all the stuff. My life was sweet because I had all the stuff at my mom's house and I had all the stuff at my dad's house. I had all of my dad's attention. I went to high school with my dad and my dad and my dad and my mom and my mom. <laughs> and y'all think that my dad is the real MVP. My mom is really the ish. I had all of this stuff. So imagine a child growing up with all of that. And then I take I take a risk. I take a, a leap of faith. I gamble on myself and lose it all. I lose it all. I lost everything. I lost it all, y'all. I lost it. So I lost it all. I lost love. I lost my footing. I lost my money. I lost my confidence. I lost it. I lost it. At points, I thought I was losing my damn mind. And my child, my young child, was the one to kind of hold it all together because it was a point where I was slipping so bad that Troy rose up and was really like the bully out and be behind me, like holding it together. Like I wish somebody would try to come and attack my mom while she down. So when she said that to me, I was immediately shaking like, yo, she said that like who wouldn't want their daughter to be just like them. Like, yo, she is Lissy 2.0. Nah, she is Troy. 4.5. She's her own person. So I had to sit back and kind of just internalize that, kind of like process it for a little minute. Like, yeah, she saw some shit. And she said, I don't want that life. I don't want that life. And I have to say that my baby love, as dope as she is, I'm telling you, she is that person to be like, ah, oh, I'll be like, oh, I really think that you should wear this. She's like, <laughs> No. And I've always said that Troy is a quiet, I've always called her quietly defiant. She's always been quietly, well, as an older person, like she was loudly defiant as a child. Don't get me all twisted up on who Troy was. But once she started to come into her own and grow up, Troy became quietly defiant. She was never disrespectful, but she wasn't having it my way. She definitely had things her own way. She lives life her own way, unapologetically, and she will defend her purpose and her cause to the core. She is. And when I think about all of our girls, like when I think about our girls, you know, because Muffy is the oldest of our girls, right? Muffy just dope as hell. She's just dope as hell living life her own way, her own way, shaved sides of her hair, Working in freaking Ivy League with shaved hair and locks on the top, honey. Just body yaddy yaddy on vacation with a good twerk, living, right? And then you think about her, Jayla, and you think about Court and Corey. Corey to move freaking, we would never think to just wake up one time and just move the hell to California. Like Corey is really in California and Corey is Corey Michelle Maldonado. Like, yo, they are really living their lives. So when I think about it, and Jayla is the same way. Jayla is the same way. When I think about our girls, like how different they are, but how we just kind of stepped back and was just like, well, ain't that some shit? Mm. Like, whoo, ain't that some shit? Like, yo, I just, I would have never thought to do that. 
you know, because my mom's opinion mattered. When I had my son, y'all, I'm going to say this. When I had my son, my mom used to, um, I used to, in my marriage, I'm just going to have a raw, transparent moment here. My marriage was a mess, right? So I would just freaking leave and come back. I would leave my marriage, come back and leave and come back and leave and come back. And I can remember my mom telling me, you have to be in one of two places. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Troy. Troy. So it's like, I need more money. I'm going to give you this job. Two days into the job. Woo. That ain't for me. I ain't going to be here long. Meanwhile, we'd be like, well, we got bills. We got to stay. We got to stay for a little bit longer. But um, what was I talking about? What was I talking about, Miles? You were talking about um, all your daughters and how they think different and, you know, just about Troy, like, about Troy having her own mindset and then, like, Jayla and um, Corey. Yeah. So they're just absolutely different. I know that I was I was headed in a direction with a particular story. I don't know what that was. I kind of got all caught up in all the comments, but our daughters are completely and totally different. And Troy, Troy definitely has a quiet defiance about her. She absolutely loves me. She respects me. She respects my opinion. And she really does appreciate how hardcore I go for her. But what it is that Troy is not going to do is what I definitely want her to do. She has a totally different idea about what life should be. Troy has a totally different thing. Troy has always been extremely non-traditional. Do you guys know that she had left her freshman, after her freshman year at Montclair State, she came home because she was like, oh, no, I need to have more money flowing. Y'all ain't got it. <laughs> you, you and the other person responsible for me clearly ain't got it. I'm going to step out. I'm going to go to barbering school. I'm going to be a DJ. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to be a creative. I'm going to be all of these different things because she needs to have things her way. And it's been a whole lot of times that me and Bob will just sit and look at each other like, what the hell is happening? Miles was a whole lot more fall in line. <laughs> Who is this little girl? But then I think about what she said to me and what she was raised up underneath and who she has come out to be. They are just not following, falling in line, y'all. They aren't. Miles has dropped some extreme nuggets about their views, how they feel, how they interpret the way that we feel about them. How can we bridge this divide, y'all? How do we bridge this divide? How? Yeah, I feel that. Um, I feel that in order to bridge this divide, uh, it's it's a lot of things that need to be done to bridge the divide. I feel that. I feel that. Um, we have to. A lot of times, and this is not just a generation, this is beyond just a Generation X and Millennials thing. This could be a, a baby boomers to Generation X thing. You want certain things for your kids, for your family. And sometimes those things might not be what they definitely need or want. Sometimes what may be good to you might not be good for you. And um, a lot of times, like, the lifestyle that the people before you might want for you might not be what you need, might not be what's really, like, the best fit for you. 
and it could create a sense of um a sense of resentment towards you know because i'm sure there's a lot of a lot of gen x that have you know a lot of you know hurting their hearts towards their parents you know from the baby boomer era because just like we talked about how it was kind of like the you know go to school get your career but a lot of them probably wanted to be artists or or wanted to be dancers or wanted to be actors or actresses or wanted to own their own company but their parents probably told them that's not realistic but what is but Usually realistic ain't always good, you know, because realistic, I feel like I don't I don't like that word realistic because it makes you it kind of like limits your way of thinking, make you feel like it kind of puts you in a box when you say you got to be realistic because it feels like they're telling you like in the event that this might not work out, make sure you do this. But when you say that, it feels like when you say that it feels like you're saying it's not going to work out you know so i don't like i don't like the word realistic because it feels like you know get in line you know think you know think smart you know instead of you know going with your heart and going with you know what might be what you really desire to do and you know even if you go after what you desire it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to fall in the process but just you supposed to just take away from you know what from what you from what you learn and just keep being better. I feel like in terms of our generations, what we need to do is we can't we can't expect how we came up to be how the next generation comes up. The things that I was taught as a millennial from the generations before me, I probably can't teach those same things to Troy's generation. Because the times are different, yeah. You know, so because the whole, the whole, um, the whole concept of just um, and just to piggyback off of what Miss Tamika said, that was a great point. You know, it was kind of like you know, it was kind of like what, what she was saying. How it was, um, what, what was it that she said? She was talking about how we want we want them to do things our way. And and there's a lot of anger. I feel like a lot of times, like the Gen X, like if you if you look at the generations before us, even I'm sure even the baby boomers looked at the generation X the same way. You know, the is is some resentment from some people, not all, from some because they didn't have the the freedom or the you know the resources that we've had. So they take they, they have that anger towards us, like. I've heard interviews like, you know, just from athletes talking about, oh, I wish, you know, I wish that I had, I wish that I had all these resources. I wish that I had the money that they're making and stuff like that versus looking at it from a perspective of y'all laid the, y'all laid this foundation down for us to get this money. You know, instead of looking at it from that way, instead of looking at it like, oh, we should have gotten this type of stuff, which, you know, turns a lot of people after you off because it feels like you're coming from a place of bitterness and hate and it makes people not want to deal with you you know because i'm sorry to say it, i'm not saying you're not one of those people and a lot of people you know aren't a lot of people but i deal with hate from generation x people because they know i'm intelligent and a lot of times when you represent what they want it to be 
or what they had or what they had dreams of being or what they felt they wish they had the courage to do, they hate you for it. They really do. They hate you for it. And they'll look at you like, oh, he, he you know, gener- you know, millennials, they always think they know it all. Nobody knows it all. <laughs> Nobody does. You know, and even if you're old, even if I'm older than Generation Z, I don't know everything that they know. They could teach me some things. You know, just like we were talking about how they're tech savvy. I'm still not the most tech savvy person in the world. I just, I'm still figuring out my iPhone to this day. I like, it took me a while to know, to um, actually know how to put a GIF on, put a GIF on, on, on a picture. Like I'm finally getting the hang of technology. So I feel like you can always learn from somebody. It doesn't matter what the age is. And I, and sometimes, sometimes the generations before you, they'll feel like, you know, what do I need to learn from him? Like he's a kid, you know, which kind of which kind of boxes you off because like you can learn something from anybody. You know, I take away from every I take away from every generation, you know, because like I take the wisdom, the knowledge and the experience of the Gen X and baby boomers and I take the life, I take the life and the drive and the hunger that Gen Z has not ever settling for what they don't want to have. So I take something away from each and every one of them. So I feel like for us to get where we need to be, we need to stop looking at each generation as the enemy and look at each other as a unit because we can all come together, each generation, and take something away from each other. We can take the, the wisdom and experience of the baby boomers and Gen X. We can take the, the, well-rounded, the well-rounded nature of the millennials that got to see everything and then, you know, the Gen Z, we could take their drive and their motivation and put it all into one pot and cook up something really good. It's up to us that keep having these conversations, though, not just here, but we got to keep having these conversations outside of this podcast. You know what I'm going to say to one of my kids, I'm not sure which one of y'all, but this conversation came up sometimes towards the ending. It wasn't like in the thick of the pandemic when we were we, we didn't know if we were going to live or die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking it's Troy because Troy is bold enough. Miles is um, Miles will tiptoe around my feelings and find really, really nice ways to say things to me that he doesn't like. You know, he finds nice ways to disagree where Troy just shoots from the hip. Right. Never disrespectful, but it's, it's just Troy isms. Right. So I remember having a conversation and it must have been Troy. And this kind of summarizes who they are. I said something to the tune of, you know, just make sure that you have a plan B. Troy said, if you're telling me to create plan B means that I shouldn't have faith in my plan A. I shouldn't have faith in myself. Why should I have a black when I could put all of my effort into making this thing? Wow. That speaks volumes, y'all. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes because that spoke to my mom saying, you know, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. That was her way of saying the same thing. Don't You don't put all your eggs in one basket. Troy said, I have faith in what it is that I'm doing. And I'm, go- I'm going to try this. I'm going to do my best to make this thing get off the ground. I don't know why I would need to have another plan. I need to do my best and put all of my effort into making this thing work. And I think that it is just the grave difference in thinking 
It is the get a good state job, have benefits, pension and purpose, like Donnie said. Donnie, you said something else. And I wish you would tell me what it is because it's going to drive me crazy. Because you said we were taught pension and purpose. They then have something else. Um, and I don't know what that is. But that so, that that little thing with Troy saying, um, that little thing that Miles, uh, that Troy said, the two things, the two things that Troy said, that your struggle is admirable, but your life is, is not desirable. I don't want. Thank you, Mr. Mico. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. And then me telling her, just make sure you got a plan B. And she said, yo, my plan A is it. Like I've thought through this thing and this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. That's it. That's it. So I think that just like Miles said, conversations need to continue. I think that we do need to be open-minded. Somebody said we need to be open-minded. We need to be less judgmental. Meek said that she replaced Tanisha is just a dope ass millennial. Um, she said that we need to replace. What is it that you said? Replace with I, I told you so with I'm sorry that didn't work, work out the way you wanted it to. I think that yes. we need to just allow them to be who they are and, and be we raise them to be fearless. We raise them to be just like deep thinkers. We raise them to be go getters. So why are we resenting them for being who we raised them to be? Why are we resenting them for being able to survive things that took us some time to get through? Don't we want the generation behind us? Definitely the generations that we birth. Don't we want them to be doper than us? So why are we upset when they are? Why are we upset when they're doing things the way that we didn't do? If they can get to success a lot faster than I can, I welcome it. Because I'm telling you, my struggle was crazy. My struggle was crazy. And I know the story that I was about to say because I was thinking of Corey moving all the way. And, and, and she moved during the damn pandemic. She moved to California like when we thought we was dying. Mm -hmm. My mom taught me because I was running back and forth and in and out of my marriage, right? And I would just pick, pick miles up and just move. Like, I'm out of here. I'm going, me and my baby going to start over. And my mom will always say, I need for you to either be in Jersey or Virginia because I need you to be with somebody. You need support. You got to be with somebody you know. So either you stay here at home with Jersey, in Jersey, or you go to Virginia where your sisters, my older siblings are down there So because you need to have support. So I was always under the, the under the guise, under the leadership of my mom. Even though I wanted to just break away, it was always some pieces of my mom that, that kept me moving the way that I was, in fact, moving. However it was that I was moving at that time. And then you look at the Troys and the Corys and the Courtney, because Courtney moved to Florida during the damn pandemic. You know, they're just not, they're just not moving that way. They're just not doing that. And then I will then, you know, because Shantae is saying four plus three is seven. So is five plus two is seven. Six plus one is seven. And seven minus zero is still seven. Ooh, I like that. There's so many different ways like to get that. to the same destination. Allow them to be who they are. And let's not criticize them for not doing it our way. Because really, did we even want to do it our way? Let's just be honest. Now, for me, for me, I'm going to say, 
I'm not sure that I would have done it that way. Now, I don't resent anything because all of these hard lefts in my life led me to the right place. Sometimes the hard lefts will lead you right to the destinations where you were supposed to be. But if my children could get to the level of success that I'm experiencing today at almost 50, at age 32, why wouldn't you welcome it? Why wouldn't you celebrate it? Why wouldn't you be excited about it? Let's everybody have the conversations. Let's continue these conversations in other spaces. Let's welcome it with dinner, with pizza and wine. Nicki Minaj, Moscato plus watermelon. I want to I want recommend. I'm just going to say. Leave, leave a glass for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I heard it was good. I heard it was good. I think that we need to continue to have these conversations. And I need you for us to continue to think about the things that my children said to me. Why should I have a plan B? Your plan, me tell you telling me to have a plan B means that you don't have full faith and I shouldn't have full faith in my plan A. I'm going to work this. I'm going to do this. My daughter also saying, I admire your, your struggle, but I don't want that life. And then my son saying, and we will coin this phrase. My son said, I would rather fail doing what it is I want to do than be successful doing what you want me to do. That's profound, y'all. That is drop the mic-ish right there. Our daughters and our sons are doing an amazing thing. But their way, they ain't having it. They're not having it. They're not having it. And we can sit back and relish in just how awesome they really are. And then just be honest about how dope their bravery is. Because what I have broken away from my mom, my parents that way. I can remember calling my, my, my father, who was really not present a whole lot, and telling him that I was, I was uh, married and getting, I was married and having a baby. I was at Seton Hall. I was in Seton Hall in my dorm telling my dad this, and he cursed me smooth out. I mean, he cursed me out, like ears bleeding cursed out, right? Because I was not doing what it is that he thought that I should do. And I was the youngest of his children. I was his last hope. Somebody needed to fall in line. And because I was not headed in the direction he wanted me to head, he cursed me to move out. He, I was anti, the anti-daughter at that point. And all I wanted to do was get back in line. They ain't having it, y'all. They ain't having it. And let's just go ahead on and smile at it and just love on them because it's dope as hell to watch. It's dope as hell to watch as a parent of a young adult. You know, you they have you biting your damn nails up to the cuticle, like, ooh, how is this gonna turn out? Oh dear God, ooh, ooh, they're making me nervous again. But how many times do we make our parents nervous? I know I still make my mom nervous. I am still my mom's child that is swinging from the damn uh utility <laughs> wire. I am that person, and I always talk about how the, the my 40s. I will uh, call my 40s uh, skiing off the roof in a scuba suit with a fedora and bangles. That, that's the best way to describe my 40s. Skiing off the roof in a scuba suit and a fedora and bangles. Because it was ridiculous. As ridiculous as that sounds is how ridiculous my 40s were. I know for sure that my mom had all types of heart palpitations dealing with me and my mess. Like, what the hell is she doing now? So if, if we've been that, why is it that we can't accept that? 
Why can't we just love on them and just go ahead and rub their backs and then just celebrate when that shit really goes right? Like, yo, who would have ever thought that this would work out? Molly on TV playing football. Muffy is freaking Princeton. Troy is everything photography. Miles, we used to call Miles Big Jersey. He is half of himself. Miles is doing it. Our kids are really doing an amazing thing. Let's celebrate it. Let's love on them. Let's not be judgmental. Let's it, let's open our arms and love love on them the same way that we wish that we were loved on, really. Let's give them the same understanding that we wish that we had. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was an amazing show. Didn't know how this was going to work out. We didn't rehearse it. Miles said, I got an idea. I want to run with it. And then here we are. So I appreciate you, Miles. I appreciate you for this discussion. I appreciate you for suggesting this discussion. I appreciate you for coming on here and representing your generation so extremely well. I truly do appreciate you. I love you with my whole entire heart. And however it is that you need to, Asante is another one, Lord Jesus. I'm glad you put that name up. Put them names up. And let's not forget Del Savage because his music just makes my heart smile. Got so our kids are really Dale Savages. Got some fun. If, if I I could really listen to Please Don't Lie on repeat, yeah. like all of the time, like that little ditty bop, that song is everything. And Asante, absolutely, let's big up Asante. Let's big up Asante because I'm telling you, just an amazing father, young father, and and just doing it as a professional now. So their route is not our route, and they didn't do it the way that we did it, but they've do, they're doing it. And we salute you guys and we love on you guys. And however it is that we can support you guys, just know for sure that we are here to do. We might have a slick comment or two, but please just forgive us. We're trying to work through our kicks, but we do love you. We do love you. So it is now time for me to close this thing out with all of those quotes that we said. I'm telling you, I'd rather fail doing it my way than succeed doing it yours. <laughs> Miles, you couldn't have said that any better because that made it all make sense. <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, Duty, <laughs> why are you doing that? <laughs> Duty, no, Bob. I need to talk. Bob, Duty is at it again. Oh, God. <laughs> what is dude yeah. up to? And Bob just sit there and shake his head like we don't know. But it all makes sense when you put it that way. It does. So we love you. We're here to support you in any which way that we can. It is now one hour, 17 minutes out. This is yes. amazing. I truly do appreciate you, Miles. This has been great. So I need for everybody. It is pulse check time. So Miles, this is your first time pulse checking on screen. Hey, baby love. Two yes. fingers on your inner wrist. Two fingers on your inner wrist. Man, this has been amazing, y'all. So, yeah. Pulse check. See. Probably can't see it, but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, pulse checking. I, I can see it. Pulse check. Put two fingers on your inner wrist. If you feel a pulse, it's because you still have purpose. You still have a purpose in your lifetime. There is something that you were meant, you were designed, and you were birthed to do. I need for you to pulse check as often as you need to. And I need for you to find your purpose, walk in your purpose, and live out your purpose every single day because there is something that you were purposed to do that somebody else is tied to, somebody's healing, somebody's knowledge, somebody's next level is tied to you being exactly who God ordained you to be. So when we're talking about a pulse check and we're talking about generational things, because there is a purpose on their lives, the Gen X, 
I mean, the Gen Zs, the millennials, there is a purpose on their lives. So let's help them reach that purpose. Let's help them find their purpose, live out their purpose, walk in their purpose every single day because there is another somebody that is attached to them doing what the hell they're supposed to do as well. So let's stop knocking them down. Let's help them get to their purpose so that they can birth a whole nother generation of just dope creatives as well. Find your purpose, walk in your purpose, live out your purpose every single day. Because somebody, something is tied to you being exactly who God designed you to be. Pulse check as often as you need to. Passion and potential. Boom. That's what it is. That's Here what it is. Passion and potential. Woo! Like that. I'm telling you. Passion and we were pension and purpose. They are passion and potential. Honey, that is amazing. This has been a great show. I am so extremely excited about it. I love you guys. Pulse check as often as you need to. Love on those kids. Understand them. Reserve the judgment. Create spaces where open dialogue can happen. And stop trying to force them to have a plan B and tell them to ride that shit out. Go ahead on and just do it. And just know for sure if you swing in once, I'm swinging 18 times behind you. I got you. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you so very much for your support. Thank you. For all that you do in turning Alyssa, South Jersey into Wild Worldwide. I love you and I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Become. Peace and blessings, y'all. Bye-bye.